Hello and welcome to another special episode of Wow, We Have a Band. I'm Ryan. I'm Nick. And I'm Goach. As you can already tell, we have another special guest today, our good friend Goche. He is a longtime friend of both of ours. I've known him since um, like middle school, which is like probably more than, would you say more than 10 years now? Yeah, probably, I think. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. I feel old. And you've known him for a lot longer, though. Yeah, we met in grade one in school and then became kind of school friends, grade two and three, and then grade friends, pretty much grade four. And ever since, the bastard moved to Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, great, lots of fun times in between, but uh, he's he's visiting us back today, and we're figured we'd get him into the podcast. Yeah, I'm fucking glad to be here, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it it should be interesting. He's uh, been uh, kind of the whole reason I got into music, so we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, very excited to have him on specifically for that reason, because if if you know someone is instrumental in playing, uh, you know, in, in getting a good friend here into music, that's kind of important for our music podcast. So. Just slightly. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely back and forth, but yeah, I. Uh, at least into playing music, I I tried to learn that young and kind of influenced Nick a little bit, I guess. But mm-hmm. he's probably still better than me nowadays. <laughs> I, I I definitely practice more, that's for sure. Yeah, um, if you don't practice, you're not good. I fucking never do shit. <laughs> well, uh, what instruments do you play? Uh, so I started out playing piano, but I don't do that anymore. I think that's the first one that me and Nick played together. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I got this cheap one, I think for Christmas or my birthday one year, because I asked for it like nonstop from parents, and finally managed That's to get to them to buy me this cheap little one. I couldn't even do chords correctly. Like, <laughs> it, it was some like, I think like Discovery, like the television station, like put it out, but it was <laughs> awful. If you press like too many notes at once, it wouldn't play all the notes. It just played like one, maybe two of them. Not wow. in a consistent way either. Oh my god, that's the same as the my toy piano that my parents bought me like over a decade ago. Yeah, it was awful, but it at least taught me some of the basics. And then I begged them to buy me a better one eventually. <laughs> that I could finally play chords. That is so funny, a piano that can't do chords. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Play that's... individual notes, but... No. Yeah. That's... I mean, you, you got the bare minimum there. Yeah. So that's good. Oh. Yeah, and then I think basically the only song I could like properly play was like Mad World. And to, to until today, till today, whatever the fuck it is, that is the only song I can play, which I learned from him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I guess he learned it, and then he taught me some parts, and then I went to go learn it on YouTube. But yeah, that was again my only piano inspiration thus far. <laughs> yeah, to this day, I I've never forgotten like. Like going over to your place for whatever reason, you play me that song. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only one I know how to play. Even uh, we moved to help move a friend into their apartment the other uh, like a few weeks ago, and they had a piano. I was like, oh, I can do one song. That's it. I still remember it, but it's the only one. It's so weird. Just like you learn to play a song and just muscle memory. You can just whip it out. Usually, it might take a bit of like rust of uh, getting it out, but eventually, it comes yeah, through. Just a few minutes. There's one other one I remember, and that's the Luigi's Mansion theme song. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I can play that perfectly still to this day. But and then of course the I remember the first things that I learned on that you showed me, or um, the first two Mario kind of little ditties, which is like the that one, and then the underground theme song, and I still play those to this day. Yeah. They're easy to play and they're fun to play, easy to learn, oh, so yeah. mm, they're good mm. for beginners. And oh yeah, 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 sweet. So yeah, after after I got the piano, like probably six, like six or seven years after I stopped playing the piano, because I only played that when I was like, I don't know what, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> um, I picked up a bass guitar once I had like part time job. I saved up some money and got just, like, a fucking cheap one. I still have today. Uh, just a full-string bass guitar, and I play that quite a bit. But 
I'm pretty out of practice now because I haven't played in mm. a long time. <laughs> That's cool. Was there like a reason why you wanted to play the bass guitar in the first place? I'm I'm pretty sure we were like playing rock band or guitar hero at like a big party one oh, time yeah. oh, and okay. i was like yeah i always pick bass because like someone else always wanted to do guitar so i just kind of oh, yeah. like, picked the easy road and just did bass and <laughs> i fucking loved playing bass all night one time i was like maybe i should buy a bass <laughs> <laughs> cool that's kind of funny because the whole reason i bought a drum kit was also rock band yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i wouldn't be surprised if there's like a lot of people in our friend group specifically who've like gotten into stuff because of rock band yeah it's a whole generation of people yeah you know, really. it, it was a great way to get like young people into music like a whole generations generations of music that uh they put on those games and then just have a young generation exposed to all of it and be able to play and use this fancy technology to basically mimic it and then it's a great launch pad right into any sort of instrument yeah it's a shame they don't have any like it now because it's useful. It helps get so many people in. I'm sure so many people have a story like ours. It so mm-hmm. does. I, I'm, I'm on the Rock Band subreddit all the time, and a lot of people do have that like same story. It's a very like small community of people that still play Rock Band, and I still play it like every week. I definitely maintain the leaderboards with my roommate. Uh, keeping up in the old drums. It's great practice, too, especially the drums. But, uh, yeah, we used to have little Rock Band parties at James's house, and I remember... <laughs> You jam it out always on the bass guitar. That was a good... The golden days. I fucking love those parties. They were so much fun. Just play a rock band until like 3 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. So good. Play till you pass out. Literally. Just rock band. What what young nerds we were. But the best years of my life at the same time. (laughs) We really peaked. We really peaked. (laughs) (laughs) It's been all downhill ever since. Yeah. But goddamn. Yeah. The... um, the bass guitar days. I remember um, going over to your place, and then you'd show me a few things. I remember you playing Inspector Gadget. Oh yeah, I can still play that. It's like one of my favorite songs to play. It's just fun, like the fingering of it. It's so groovy. Yeah, I remember playing the the White Stripe song. Um, Seven Nation Army. Seven Nation Army. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of it, but I always I always pull that up every single time that I I pop up on the bass. It's a little groovy tune. Yeah, I know. A few different white stripe songs, well, new. I don't practice them anymore, so I'm pretty much feeling them. But I could relearn them in like 20 minutes. But Lazaretto by Jack Boyd is the one I used to play a lot. That was a lot of fun to play. Oh, yeah. That's a bopping band. Lots of funk. Earlier days, whenever I first got a drum kit, which was like grade 12. I it, Yeah, it was grade 12. We would have done this as well. So, like, seven, eight years ago. Um, you brought your bass guitar over and your little what was it like an amp i guess yeah tiny amp. yeah and then uh we busted out my little acoustic kit i could like barely play at the time and neither of us were really great but we just kind of jammed out to some tunes yeah i think we did that like two or three times maybe but yeah it was a lot of fun yeah i, I could barely like stay in key but i knew like <laughs> two keys <laughs> it was pretty awful but we had fun that's all that all that matters it was yeah a good, time. good fun good memories that's that's kind of the there's just the young just shooting the shit kind of having some fun on some instruments just learning your way around it and it's a great way to build chemistry with other musicians and kind of find yourself and and realize how fucking hard it is to a learn the instrument and b play with other people and be in time yeah i i can still barely play in time it's (laughs) awful i'm so out of time most always always i find it's something you definitely need to stay in practice to do yeah yeah. Yeah. As a as a drummer, I that's something I'm always trying to practice. The the main thing you gotta always be doing with with drums is keeping that left foot in time, just kind of tapping the hi hat pedal with what you're whatever you're doing, unless you're playing the hi hat itself. But it's something that's always good to keep in time. And anytime I'm like doing anything or listening to a song, I'm always like, where the fuck is the one? Like, I kind of go one, two, three, whatever. As long as you can keep time, you're basically Meg White. you're basically a god yeah but it's something that I'm just totally out of practice of and I cannot do it Mm -hmm. so I believe it it was your your brother that helped you like learn a few things early on yeah we had like we always had guitars kicking around the house my brother played uh, electric when he was a kid but never Mm -hmm. really did too much on it but like I remember just blocking a bit so I 
kind of knew my way around the instruments before I really uh, like bought my first bass. And mm-hmm. Now I have a acoustic. I bought a few acoustics, acoustic guitars and uh, electric guitars before, and they're fun, but I just suck at chords. <laughs> But yeah, my brother showed me a bit of it, but not like a whole lot. Mostly, I've mostly self-taught myself. Mm-hmm. Mostly through like YouTube or Google or yeah. guitar tabs, a lot of those. Yeah, God bless tabs. Also, fuck the F chord. Yeah, I, <laughs> bar chords, if I'm doing guitar, I just can't do bar chords. I can do like the basic ones, A, E, C, G, you know? <laughs> They're easy Hit enough. Hit with a couple G. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I can play like most music, but like she's not yeah. some. Yeah. Um, do you remember learning any songs on guitar, or was it just uh, pick um, up and play around? Yeah, well, I could only learn songs that had just a few chords. I think um, from Sufjan Stevens. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, he's I good. Learned, uh, what was it? Chicago, and there's another song that uses the exact same chord structure. Saint Polatsky's Day or something like that. I think I learned those because um, they're pretty simple. Just use a few chords, repeat it over and over again. Cool. But that was just about it. I didn't learn too much on acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Mostly focused on bass guitar. I just got there because guitar could kind of help mm. you know, understand music a bit more. Mm-hmm. Cool. What was the kind of, was there ever a moment when you kind of first fell in love with music or kind of really started paying attention to it? I'm not sure. Like, I don't remember childhood too much but I remember kind of growing up with Nick always listening to music I listened to a lot of Bon Jovi (laughs) Bon Jovi was my first love and I did force it down his throat unwillingly I'm pretty sure in like the fourth grade we had this project for music class where we made a Bon Jovi mix CD yeah, it took us forever to burn the CD, and it was yeah. it was Lost Highway by Bon Jovi, and we had to draw the cover art of like the CD, <laughs> and I drew it, and I fucking cannot draw <laughs> so at bad. all. It looked like monkey people just standing yeah. in a car. Oh yeah, they look like monkeys. They had like super long. <laughs> and, and we had to pass it around to the whole class while we listened to the song. Yeah. Half the class picked Nickelback because that was, was hot at the time. <laughs> but of course, I picked Bon Jovi because I have great taste. His country album, As if you don't like Nickelback. <laughs> I saw them live and I love them. <laughs> That's funny. Did you say fourth grade? Yeah. Fourth or fifth grade? Fourth or yeah, fifth grade. Yeah, around that. Okay. Yeah, because like a, a music project where you had to not only like pick a song, but like draw the cover that yeah. would only make sense for like I don't think elementary it was just school. one song we had to like re- make an album out of their songs i think so it was like a few i think probably like just six or something oh so like it had to be like the same artist you just yeah. picked like a mishmash of yeah. their stuff and then we played like we only played one song i think okay to the class or like everybody shared the one song and then passed around the album cover yeah. as my memory recalls interesting interesting so yeah, you, I forced Bon Jovi down your throat, and then <laughs> then what? If, what was the kind of like the first band you really got into? Um, probably around like middle school. I started like picking up a lot of music tastes from my brother. Uh, he found Mumford and Sons very early on, and they had just uh, I think just their first album out. Mm. So I remember listening to them and every album they released through. I don't know. They probably have released one that I don't know about now, but. Yeah, I've listened to them a lot. I think I have most of them on vinyl. But uh, Mumford and & Sons, and then from there I kind of delved out into indie music. I think I used, like, mm. Pandora and uh, found oh a lot of my music through there originally. Pandora. So I kind of got into that, like, indie alt music scene that was real popular in the early 2010s. Cool. I, I like can't stand to listen to that stuff now. But, uh, <laughs> I, I do remember, um, dare I say, there was a good hipster phase in high yeah. school and of the, the sweet indie music. And that was kind of the time when I started to delve into like classic rock and then like, started to get into metal. So we couldn't have been in like a more diverse spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I was getting to that age. Um, like a bit, once I started to find my own music taste, after that, like, uh, picking stuff up from my brother kind of became like just a thing I like was avoidant of. 
Like, I was like, I have my own music taste now. I yeah. don't need to listen to his. And then he started listening to, like, metal and stuff right around the same time you did. So it was like, <laughs> oh, I'd rather listen to that. I'm not going to yeah. be into that. That's <laughs> lame. That explains a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, good God. Yeah. I, I, I remember, well, I remember, like, Mumford & Sons was one of the bands I remember you really enjoying. And I kind of delved into them more recently. I just, I bought one of, the, a couple of their, or just one of their vinyls, I guess, but... They're a good solid band. You you kind of went through like a folk phase and then through the indie phase, and then straight dive deep into. Um. Well, I kind of got that folk back because now I listen to folk punk. Ever since oh, about cool. 2016, uh, I've been super into folk punk, which was a terrible year to get into folk punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I mean, any year is a terrible year for folk punk. <laughs> folk punk is just terrible, but I fucking <laughs> love it. <laughs> There's a lot of good folk punk though. I I, yeah. I do quite enjoy it. like trad music, traditional uh, music in general, or just the folky music. I I really enjoy, and then spicing it up with any sort of element is mm. always an interesting combo. Dare I say? So what characterizes folk punk exactly? I'm not like super familiar. Is it just like uh, probably, folk but stripped down and sort of like in a punk it's, style? It's sort of like punk stripped down. Okay. Um, I'd right. probably describe it as like Woody Guthrie on heroin. Right. Well, at least trying to get off heroin. <laughs> trying to get off. Trying his best to get yeah, off. Yeah, trying his best, but definitely failing. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, most of it could be recorded like in a fucking like at a campfire, mm-hmm. at a garage, right, or, right, like, a shed, like on a train. It's it's very raw, very unproduced. Absolutely. Cool. So, do you have any, like, do you have a favorite folk punk band? Um, probably, like, Pat the Bunny and his work. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mentioned 2016 was a bad year to get into folk punk. One of the reasons was Pat the Bunny retired that year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, yeah. But finally, he's clean from heroin, so it's probably for the better. <laughs> it's probably for the better. He's the Woody Guthrie on heroin. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, he has a lot of different bands, um... He goes by Pat the Bunny, if you look that up. Uh, but also Ramshackle Glory. And Wingnut, Wingnut Dishwashers Union is one of my favorite projects of his. <laughs> uh, this drew a lot of folk punk, but especially this album is very anarchist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm an anarchist. I got into that <laughs> because of folk punk. Because of folk <laughs> Thank yeah. you, folk punk. Yeah, so it made me an anarchist. <laughs> but it's great music, and it is definitely it's political. Uh, but it talks about like real actual issues and shit mm-hmm. so yeah oh, i guess that makes sense for a punk subgenre yeah so. yeah that's with all punks like i yeah. also listened to like old like original like 60s 70s punk like ramones and shit like yeah that. i love ramones yeah. but also like the hardcore and early hardcore era like dead kennedy's one of my favorite bands even like minor threat which is kind of straight edge but i still fucking love them uh yeah, but folk punk, I'll get back onto that. It's like most of them are like train hoppers, homeless, like on heroin or some drugs. Nice. <laughs> but there's so many bands that are just good, put out good music, and uh, like not too many anymore. Like 2016, another band that I loved, uh, Mischief Brew, his lead singer Eric Peterson passed away. Eek. So like 2016 was just the wrong year to get, get into it. Jesus. But you've been into it for a good, a good five years now. Yeah, it's kind of ebbed and flowed, but yeah, definitely, it's it's definitely my music taste now. Um, you know, I definitely dabble into like other genres. Like I'll basically listen to anything other than what I call Nashville country. It's just yeah, modern country music. It's just overcapitalized and overproduced. It's just awful. Like it's definitely not like anything inherently wrong with the genre, but it's just. Like, this good country music. Like, I listen yeah, to... It's, oh, yeah. Well, it's creatively bankrupt is what it is. Yeah. Like, this na- what I call Nashville con- country is, like, all these record labels produced in Nashville just mm-hmm. monetized it as much as they could. Yeah. It's not music I want to listen to. And I'll probably complain yeah. if you put it on on the car. It's void of, of a lot of things. Like, yeah. if, if anything, it's party music, and it's not party music that I enjoy. Honestly, I think, like current pop is better than current yeah. country like I at least agree. at least current pop has some variety in theme and yeah. some variety in sound 
Like, hey, Lil Nas but, X, I will fucking bob to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, and I mean, you know, there, yeah, I do find the occasional good song on, like, current pop radio. And occasionally I do find a, a decent song in like on, like, country radio. Not that I ever intentionally listen to it. Yeah. But, like, it's few and far between, even, like, less so with country radio. Yeah. Like, with country, like, I li- I've listened to it, been on a big, like, uh, classical American folk music, mm-hmm. like, binge. Like, a lot of that can just be called country. Like, that's... Yeah, like, it's classic song. country, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's... like, there's still similar stuff being made today. Uh, Pink Williams is one I really enjoy. I think he got popular on TikTok. But he has mm. a lot... Of, again, it's very political, but... It's good music, and, and it's country, 100%, but mm-hmm. I love listening to it. It's good. I Kind of funny thing is I did have a country phase, and I, I blame my uh, part of my family. Um, I, I only listened to country music for like probably three or four months, but then that was also when I found like other bands like Train, and Train's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite <laughs> bands of all time. Uh, now, anyway, but hey, country music it serves a part in everybody's lives, apparently, either for hate or love. Yeah, especially with someone with such country music vibes, like mm-hmm. people love country here. It's, it's inescapable here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the lifeblood of our of our society. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mentioned I was about on a big folk punk or just folk binge recently. Like I started listening to a lot of Woody Guthrie, um, and a lot of old Union songs. Mm. Again, with the anarchism, a big thing is <laughs> yeah. workers' unions. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of artists who did a lot of like folk songs for for old unions and stuff. And a big one I've been li- was listening to recently is uh, Utah Phillips. Uh, he's from well, he's not originally from Utah, but like that was his home basically. Uh, and uh, I. I've been loving his music. He has a live album, uh, uh, Knock the Bosses Off Your Back, I think. It's called, it was recorded live, uh, actually in Vancouver, where I'm oh, living really? now. And uh, it's just amazing to listen to, like, just recorded in a pub. You know, cool. Like, you hear the full audience. It's just a part of the music. They're singing along to half the songs. <laughs> cool. It's just a lot of fun. Man, that's, that's something I really love nowadays, listening to, like, live albums, especially when you've listened to something so much, or, like, the, if the band's whole thing is just playing live shows and just really getting a good feel of the audience and, like, how, how the songs relate with the audience and if there's any, like, good crowd interaction kind of parts. Yeah. There's nothing like good seeing a good live band just put on a fucking wicked show. Yeah, one of my favorite albums of all time is MTV, or Nirvana's MTV Unplugged. I have that on vinyl. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. It's one of the most regular vinyls I play, like especially his cover of uh, The Man Who Sold the World and Under the Pines at the end of it. It's just so good. It's probably one of my like top three albums of all time. Wow, cool. Yeah. You were uh, a pretty, pretty big Nirvana fan as well, right? Oh, yeah, I definitely I love Nirvana. They were, they were definitely like my earlier intro into getting into it more hard music like punk i think that was also a lot of people with grunge uh i've listened to them like all my life at least a little bit like i remember listening to smells like teen spirit like as a little kid oh yeah that was like <laughs> like episodes of bill nye the science guy grade five was like watching. i remember that too yeah, yeah. doing like I, teen spirit covers i remember playing with star wars uh figurines in my basement listening to smells like teen spirit. <laughs> That's so cool. That's fucking metal. It's <laughs> a very cool kind of like childhood image. Yeah. You know? Got a lot of stuff going on. Well, like right after one of the prequels came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, give us a more kind of broad view of your taste. So you're into folk. You're into punk. Yeah. You're into folk punk. Yeah. And you're into kind of, kind of grunge and, and like heavier stuff. Yeah. You're into, into metal too, are you? I'm not too into metal. Like I've listened to a l- little bit, but... I've just never really resonated with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, I've definitely, yeah, for the last while, I've definitely been into music that has its its big message. Like, Rage Against the Machine is another great example. Like, uh, music, like, uh, yeah, definitely political music is the greatest. <laughs> Is like my taste right now. Yeah. I want something with a meaning. I can definitely give you a lot of political metal bands. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're out there. But at least like 
It's just not a staple of the genre yeah, like it is with punk. Most of the ones that you would get into metal with are not. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of the lyrics are a bit more abstract, and that's just not something I quite resonate with. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know why, but... I'm the opposite I way. Need direct shit. It needs, it needs to be abstract. <laughs> to a degree. I mean, like, it needs to have an abstract uh, kind of heart to it. Like, it can't be about, I don't like the thing. But, I mean... <laughs> Most I mean, I music, still like it. Most of my music is I don't like the name. It needs to be. It needs to be delivered at least in an, in, a, in the, a somewhat abstract way. Otherwise, I'm like, this just isn't that creative. But um, yeah. Yeah, no. Most of my music, I don't like the thing. The thing is either the, bosses or the government the, or police. Um, <laughs> have you ever listened to um, Godspeed You Black Emperor? Nope, I've never heard of it. I think they might be anarchists too, actually. Yeah. But they're they're a post rock band, yeah. and um, they're actually I think they're from Montreal. Nice. Uh, they, they kind of have a bit of a revolving door of members though, but they're um, I don't I I mean I I'd, I'd want to say that they're kind of legendary because they're they're a big name in post rock. What is it? Godspeed. It's uh, they they took the name actually from like a, a Japanese documentary. And I'm I'm not really an expert on them. Um, I know I've listened to a few of their albums here and there. I haven't really like properly put them on heavy rotation, but like what little I do know of them is like incredible. What is the name again? Uh, Godspeed You, Black Emperor. Okay. Um, but yeah, and post rock is is sort of like um, rock setup, you know, guitar, drums, all that. But it's it's it takes a bit more of a an orchestral approach to it. So, you know, yeah, like, um, Godspeed is on the heavier side, um, and another band that I love, Explosions in the Sky, is on the softer side, um, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, beyond that, like, uh, neither of those bands use lyrics or anything, it's all strictly instrumental, except for, like, some spoken word stuff here or there, but, like, uh, I'm just wondering if maybe you would heard of them because i'm pretty sure they're they're anarchists because i read something about them being anarchists but (laughs) yeah there's a lot of weird bands you wouldn't expect like uh chumbawamba like (gasps) no way the band that did tub something yeah they're full-blown anarchists a lot of the other music is about like political shit and really yeah they're full-blown you would absolutely music. not expect that yeah. like from coming like as someone who only knows tub thumper yeah so <laughs> nope i'm pretty sure that's why a lot of the other stuff's not big it's because it's very political interesting you know, that stuff doesn't sell but yeah so any other like bands or genres oh what what did I say? Folk punk, folk punk. Like, <laughs> yeah, like 1980s hardcore. Okay. Something I'm really into. Or at least was a few months ago. I don't listen too much of it regularly. <laughs> but, like, you know, I change slight tastes in music every other month. Um, but, yeah, hardcore is another big one for me. Uh, bands like Dead Kennedys, even uh, Gigi Allen. Have you guys ever heard of him? I've heard of him. Oh, Never heard. He's insane. His music. He's. he's like he was fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I literally, it's it. I don't. I don't quite know how to describe. Is him. he like a crazy, unhinged character? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, at a lot of his shows, he would just like go nuts. He would like break bottles, cut himself with glass, piss and shit on the audience, Good pick God. it up and throw it at them. What the hell? Smear it all over himself. Jesus Christ! Where do I get a ticket? He's dead. <laughs> like, did you say he's dead? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. <laughs> did somebody shoot him after getting th- shit thrown at them? No. People fucking loved it. Like they went to his shows for that. I think. Well, it just goes to show there's a market for just about anything. Well, I think like ten percent of them went for that, but the other ninety percent left after the first song, so it's fine. Oh, dear God. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Justice is lost. Yeah. <laughs> He was just a fucked up character. His actual name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's his original... That's like his what his name was when he was born. Because he had this crazy, like, 
conspiracy theorist, re- hyper religious father mm-hmm. who locked them in a woods, told them they were gonna, he was gonna commit a murder suicide like every day. They like okay, he kept well, them yeah, the pieces are falling into place here. Yeah, yeah. he had a super abusive childhood, um, and uh, yeah, his name was Jesus Christ, but like apparently his younger brother couldn't pronounce Jesus Christ. He just called him Gigi. That's where he got the name Gigi Allen from. Interesting. Like, uh, with how controversial he is, I'd expect him to use the name Jesus Christ. But, so, so is this, like, the actual second coming? Is this the real Jesus? <laughs> um, uh, if he didn't die from heroin, probably. Yeah, we were probably going to find that out. God bless but, America. Uh, yeah. So he's a... Jesus is a heroin addict. So, so did you say he's a, uh, like, a hardcore? Yeah. Artist? Okay. Yeah, he was hardcore punk. Uh, I guess he was probably anarchist too, but he was more just fucked up. Mm. He, he was definitely he definitely tried to be like as edgy as possible. And you don't say. To, to his detriment, like, yeah, like he died one night after just partying nonstop uh, after a concert, overdosing on heroin, uh, and then like his funeral was just like open casket without him like preserved or anything just rotting on a table good god like this was what he requested and what his brother put on for him cause of death being a lightweight get <laughs> yeah. come on guys he only do like 10 times the normal amount of heroin how dare he lightweight <laughs> god that's uh that's a hell of a way to go and and that's very punk of him <laughs> yeah he, he was as punk as it gets there's no top in GG truly truly is there any other kind of hardcore bands that you like? Dead Kennedys on uh, uh, Jello Biafra is definitely like one of my favorites of all times. Is that that's probably your biggest uh, patch on your battle best? Yeah, um, it, it probably shouldn't be, but yeah, it's definitely it's <laughs> my it's on my right shoulder. I've got a battle jacket full of homemade patches in true crust punk style. Um, yeah, I've got. The Dead Kennedy one is my biggest one on my right shoulder. Uh, and I have a lot for the different bands I like. Uh, one of the first I got into folk punk with was AJJ. Uh, it used to be called Andrew Jackson Jihad. But <laughs> Jihad and Andrew Jackson were both pretty shitty, so they just shortened their name to AJJ. That's funny. They don't Smart have, marketing decisions. Yeah, they don't want to name after shitty shit. I, of course, as a true anarchist, I have my ACAB uh, patch. Uh, along with the Anarchist Circle A, the Anarchist Symbol. Mentioned earlier, Mischief Brew. That's actually... That patch might be bigger. It's a big square one. It's pretty big, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I I wish we could show the audience your beautiful jacket. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's very cool. Jean, jean jacket with lots of good stuff on it. Yeah. Mostly black and white stuff. Yeah. But, most but it works really well. It works super well. Yeah. It, for... It's consistent. Yeah. As an artist and designer, I appreciate that. They're all just stenciled and painted on black fabric with white text. Nice and Mm -hmm. simple. Um, And it looked good for for the the type of style I'm going for. Yeah, it looks very anarchist or or you're a pirate that is wearing all jeans. Yeah. Or maybe both. Or both. An anarchist pirate. Yeah, I I feel like all pirates are probably anarchists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Like, are you a pirate? Well, I, I wish. I mean, internet pirate for sure. Yo, hundred percent. The new frontier, I guess. Yeah. Being a pirate is all I can be. Fiddle dee dee. And that was our cover. You must pay thirty dollars for that. Yeah. Well, deposit it directly in my bank account. Thanks. Charm sold his ghost as an antique to the city. The kids today can't hold a spade. Rest in peace, your weary trades. In this world, there is no place such a pity. Well, the barman shakes his head and fills.
Cause my glasses were living in the past Why preserve a dying craft and its misery We sigh and say another modern man One of property, not land So I'll hold out this battered hand Will you listen? Come sit down, we're lamenting About yesterday's sad ending About the water in me whiskey The brass passed off as gold Another round, we're descending Into old time memory Of a day when wood was wooden Silver, silver, gold was gold Sweet home was home I I think my favorite your, your one of your newest pins is the gay butt. That's yes, <laughs> I have a gay butt pin. It's just a butt that's rainbow. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, for my pins, I also have a a penguin with a knife. It's a good one. It's cute. I I think all penguins carry knives, but that's legal now, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. all all penguins definitely want to carry knives. They're all they're all murderous this, pieces of. Work. They're just too fluffy for you, you know. They well, they they used to carry Glocks, but that got a little bit of hand. Yeah, you don't want to talk about that time. Yeah, we had to nuke Antarctica. Well, those, <laughs> those <dark> times. <laughs> but the night. government doesn't want you to know about that. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah, I got a new pin just a few days ago at a tattoo parlor. It's a skull with a Amnita muscaria mushroom on top. Uh, that's saying life sucks. <laughs> nice. It's perfect. That's like one of my favorite sayings, followed by "then you die." Yeah, I also have a pin and a a patch for my anarchist union, uh, industrial workers of the world. I like the design, the black and red. Yeah, with the globe sort of on there. Black and cool. red is the color of like anarcho communism and anarcho syndicalism. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. anarcho communism is like the proper form of communism. Yes, the final. Yeah, yeah. Um and. And, like, anarcho-syndicalism is, like, a theory on how we can get there using, like, industrial unions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, black and red is their color, and that comes from <laughs> Spain in 1936. Uh, there was actually an anarchist revolution there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Catalonia, uh, they, it ran anarchistically for three years until 1939 when the fascists took over. Fucking mm-hmm. fascists. <laughs> fucking fascists. <laughs> fascists do tend to ruin things. Yeah. For, that's for what other people. For. Um, probably my favorite, though, is your ghost. Oh, I, yeah. I have I, a little ghost <laughs> giving two thumbs down saying boo. Boo. It's very. I like that for a multiple reason. One, I just love, like, ghosts. Yeah. You know, I love ghosts. It's like a that cute design, design. The, the sort of sheet look. And I also love, uh, I love saying, I love saying boo, like, sarcastically. And I just love putting those things together as well. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. You're scaring somebody and booing them, making them sad and scared. All part of the plan. Yeah, that's that and one other of my two non-homemade patches. I only have two non-homemade ones on my jacket. Um, they're all yeah. very good for being homemade. Yeah, yeah they're co- they, like collectively together as like the whole battle vest. It looks fucking sick. Yeah. The only other store-bought one I have in the back is like it's a movie ticket that says "shit show." Admit one. <laughs> Perfect. Oh yeah, that one. That one's really cool. And the uh, the against me. Yeah, the other pack. My on the b- bottom of my bag, it's a, it's the against me logo, which is yeah one of my favorite uh, punk and folk punk bands. They do a bit of folk punk through earlier stuff. Um, yeah, Laura Jane Grace uh, is an amazing singer. I absolutely love her and. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite punk bands of all time, for sure. So yeah, yeah. Now we're moving back into music. <laughs> um, yeah. So what about classic rock? Do you do you still jam with that? I mean, I listen to it when it's on, but it's not something yeah. I go searching for often. Okay. Like, it's something here everywhere. But yeah, yeah. You know, I, I definitely, I, I dig it, but mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. let go. It's just you just don't. Not on my out. Spotify. That's fine. Um. Not on my Spotify. No. Uh-uh. Keep moving. <laughs> um, anything outside of, like, rock and roll and its various subgenres and offshoots? 
Um, not really too much. Um, haven't been too like experimental lately. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely like it's either that harder punk stuff or folk. Mm-hmm. One probably one of my favorite of all times that'd be different from these would be Leonard Cohen. Oh it's, yeah, it's probably one of the best. I I can totally see that. I totally see how you could be a Leonard Cohen. Yeah, you know it's band. depressing yeah. as hell, but yeah, I love his music. Songs of Love and Hate is one of my favorite albums of all time, and also his lo- er, well, the last album he released when he was alive, um, You Wanted Darker, is just amazing. I love me a very sad album. And there's <laughs> there's something weird just about sad songs in general that are attractive in different stages, and especially where you're at. If uh, you mentioned that's one of your favorite albums, um, what are some of your favorite albums of all time? If you could name a few, um, that'll be difficult. Songs of Love and Hate, and MTV, or Nirvana's MTV Unplugged. Uh, I already mentioned those definitely two, two of my top five. Um, probably, uh, I should probably look some of these up so I don't actually get the names wrong. You never want to fuck up names because uh, that's when the police come. Yeah, Wingnut Dishwashers Union, Burn the Earth, Leave It Behind. That's a very anarchist album. It sounds uh, very anarchist. That sounds light. Yeah, that, that's Pat <laughs> the Bunny. That sounds night. like kindergarten shit to me. <laughs> yeah, that'd absolutely be one of my favorites, though. Uh, another one, um, probably Nevermind by Nirvana. Yeah, I, I already yeah. had one of them, but that's definitely one of the top five. A classic. Yeah, it's one I still don't own on vinyl, but I really want to. How fucking dare you? Well, you're gonna have to. That's the baby penis one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, yeah, blanking for some reason. Over that or like yeah, that. yeah, you can't fucking buy that beautiful penis anymore now, probably. Yeah. Do you know the only reason this that he's suing them is because they declined to do his art, or they didn't respond to doing his art show. He was trying to put on an art show, and Fuck they didn't his respond art. to him. Okay, I didn't know that. I knew, I knew he wasn't like super angry about everything. I think I heard he just wanted a bit more than he got, but like I yeah. don't. His parents didn't get much, I think like a thousand bucks or something for the... Uh, Jesus, I mean, with how big that got, you feel like you would have gotten more, but I yeah. mean, at the it's, time, the deal was done. Yeah, it's, it's literally one of the most iconic albums, I mean, covers like, of all time. Royalties aren't usually paid on, like, the album right Yeah. Now. Never. It's not usual, it's usually just a flat rate, and before Nevermind came out, Nirvana wasn't that big, so, you know... Yeah, you just buy the outright from the artist or whatever, just the thing, so that you own it and don't have to yeah. pay royalties. Oh, that Utah Phillips album I mentioned earlier, that would be one of my favorite. I got the name wrong. It's actually We Have Fed You All for a Thousand Years. That's the album. <laughs> what the fuck? It's referring to, like, the workers, how they're the ones who yeah. produce everything. Right. But the greedier capitalists on top just consume and consume. And we fed them for a thousand years, but now we want it to change. That's sick. I really like that. Yeah. There's there's a lot of great kind of anarchist themes yeah. that come up in a lot of like popular music especially and of course politics and and history. It's kind of funny how like political ideas just don't sell or, or those kind of political ideas usually don't sell very well to the masses or just the general public, I guess. Yeah, well definitely. I mean, definitely on the far end like I am. I mean, Anarchists don't want to sell to a big record label. Like, <laughs> Naturally. That's very non-anarchistic. But God bless this time, you don't have to do that anymore to get started if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so much more accessibility now for music, and it's good, but... There's, even somehow these guys made it in, like, the early years, like, 1990s, like, two th- early 2000s. They were... Like, a lot of the folk punk I was listening got big around then. God damn. Yeah, I... I um haven't explored too much like folk punk myself but I definitely love me some good folk music if you could only take one album with you to the old desert island what would it be oh that'd be tough oh shit <laughs> Boy, would you go folk would you go funk folk bok peak bok I didn't die uh, if it was the only album I was stuck with I'd probably bring something like more fun not so fucking depressed. Not so sad. That's a thinking ahead. Good idea. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea because like 
you're alone on a desert island, <laughs> yeah. presumably yeah. alone. It would it would probably be like uh, Ziggy Status and the Spiders of Mars by David Bowie. It's Excellent. Like that. Excellent. That's yeah, but, actually a good, pretty good choice for that. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a pristine record player sitting there on the island yeah. for you, and you get yeah. one vinyl sitting there, ready I, to go. That's one I already have. One of my other most listened to vinyls. I'd be ready to. I'd bring it with me to Desert Island. God damn. Ryan, you got one album to take, Desert Island. What are you taking? Hmm. I I always find it kind of hard to reduce it to any one in particular. But um, just knee-jerk, probably iRobot by Alan Parsons Project. iRobot. Very nice. Very nice. What about you, man? Oh, fuck. Right. Um. <laughs> you should have thought about this. You I know. I sh- that was dumb of me. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Fuck, I, yeah, Knee Jerk, I would probably take a Metallica album. It, it, probably Injustice for All. That's the most political album of all time. Um, <laughs> of all time. Of, of, of for their... I uh, think I can for their that. No, for their discography. Um, yeah, probably Injustice for All. I don't know why, but I've been thinking that a lot lately, and that's like their most famous... Probably their most famous one. Most sold, for sure, because their song won. But yeah, th- there you go. A really weird eclectic music taste. If we if we all arrived in that island together, we'd have a good time. Yeah, there'd be nothing in common, but uh, it'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I I think you'd enjoy iRobot, maybe. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Alan Parsons? I've heard of them, and I know I've listened to them a, a long time ago, but I can't say I remember much about them. Hmm. I knew Ryan's a big fan of them. That's like all I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're prog, and you know they've got a lot of. They've got like very classic rock stuff going on as well as electronic and classical elements. But um yeah, I'm I'm sure you'd find a little something in there to like. Yeah. But anyway. Um Prague does not overlap with folk or punk, not in the slightest. No. <laughs> but like I, I I'm a huge metal fan, so there's a lot of prog metal and a, a lot of prog usually is very kind of metal anyway. Or some of it anyway. Um so that's definitely where our Venn circles or diagrams cross over Actually, a good bit. Another place I might cross over there is Primus. Oh, that's a bit Primus. more. Oh, that's, there's the bass. Yeah, he was less Claypool. He's probably one of the best bass players. The best. Time. Yeah, I definitely say the best. The At least best. if you like like slap bass, top five anyway, like that type of shit. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. I I've been listening to him for a long time, and he's one I can always just fucking groove to, especially like when I'm working or something. Primus is. Like, right cool. Well, I'm, I'll definitely check out Primus, especially since I'm trying to learn a bit of bass. Yeah. You haven't heard Primus? I what? think. Goddamn. I I've heard of them. I yeah, think. You know, like Jerry was a race yeah. car driver. They're pretty out there. We know as Big Brown Beaver. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember in sitting in biology class in grade twelve, and there was a kind of this metalhead guy. I remember was like kind of sticking out, and I remember one day he brought the. Uh, that album with Jerry has a car driver. Yeah. What the fuck is it? Okay. Anyway, uh, he bought that album on CD and just like brought like he like went out uh, during lunch to buy it or whatever. And just like had it with him on his desk. And Maybe. of course that was the only thing he had. And I was like, I'm going to check that band out because that's probably going to be a cool one. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Just kind of like, absolutely crazy. But, uh, it's amazing. Sailing the seas, sailing the seas of cheese. Is the one I love that <laughs> that's a, such a great title. Uh, yeah. I feel like you definitely would enjoy them, right? That's actually the one I have on vinyl. Oh, oh really? cool! Yeah, well, I bought that one because Jerry was very good. <laughs> I was definitely one of the best. Oh yeah, so I had to buy the album that I was on. That's too funny. Is there any other heavy rotation vinyls that you're usually playing? I know your uh, your significant other has a few other. Yeah, um, my partner listened to a lot of uh, um, like soundtracks, musical soundtracks. One of our favorites is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, oh, nice. yeah we have we have very good. the yeah. soundtrack on vinyl. It's it's so much fun to listen to. My, I got my parents to buy me the Doom 2016 soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> I'm so happy. I also just recently got The Witcher, like the Netflix soundtrack on vinyl. Also pristine. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. A- any others? Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think so. I don't. Don't think there's too many others we regularly play, but we have a good collection. But like, a lot of them just don't get played very regularly. Yeah, that's kind of something we we have a bit in common. I I have a stupidly massive record collection. I've like spent a good ten grand on vinyl so far, an unhealthy amount, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, the most recent one I got, which I actually haven't had a chance to listen to yet since I've been on this uh, vacation, um, but I got Bleach by Nirvana. That was my yes. most recent. 
Well, yeah, you picked something else up, didn't you? Uh, yeah, a Joel Plaskett album, Down by the Kyber. That's Joel, right. Joel Plaskett is an amazing, like, East Coast Canadian artist. He's just so much fun. One of the best bands I've ever seen live is Joel Plaskett Emergency. I remember you saying that, yeah. I, I, I absolutely love them. They're just a, a solid bop. They definitely would be amazing live. I, yeah, his stage presence and energy is just amazing. Like, if you like kind of like that East Coast folk style, like, he is top 10 probably top three probably top oh yeah i just he's one of my favorites oh yeah he's definitely up there one of my favorite folks from the east coast is east pointers i've I've seen them live twice now and they're just fucking phenomenal you how many other concerts have you been to or live shows or not too many i've been to quite a few like uh kind of like local like shows uh there used to be one that got put on like every month that was like an old ages show I used to go to and it's just sometimes an open mic and sometimes just local small bands. Um, the only other big concert I've been to was when I was young. It was Billy Talent, The Trues. There's one other band that I don't quite remember. Um, oh, what was the band? It was the band that sang like Money Honey. Oh, uh, State of Shock. Yes, they were the openers. I also saw them live when I went to go see Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the first concert I ever went to. Fuck, that's a that's a pretty good first concert. A really kind of funny childhood memory, actually. I remember you were over at my house once. It was like grade five or six, and we were home alone. My parents were out, yeah. and I, we just started talking about how you just went to that concert. Yeah. And you were like, I was like, yeah, I like saw Bon Jovi, and I was like, I was like this close, and you were like, yeah, I was like this close, and it was like we were trying to explain it. And then we like we went outside of our like the house and we walked down to the stop sign as like a reference and we're like yeah we're like I was like this far and I was like oh that's so cool and I was like and I was a bit like this far away for some reason, and then we go back to get inside the house and it was fucking locked. And we locked ourselves outside of the house and just in the far distance on its way was like a severe thunderstorm. <laughs> I remember like that is two separate memories. I did not realize they were the same day. Oh, oh my god, really? I, well, like, what was the two, two separate? separate memories for me? I did not connect those two to the same day. Really? I remember the thunderstorm. I remember talking about the concerts and stuff. I did not know that was that was the reason we went outside. That's so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. We sat on the the swing of my parents' front yard and we watched the thunder, you know, the lightning over in the distance. Or just watched the lightning, heard the thunder. And it was um, it was a beautiful a beautiful show and my parents came home eventually and they were out for a walk actually and did not have keys so mm-hmm. we were completely locked out of the house and I think one I think I crawled in like the back yeah. window thankfully it was unlocked in like the kitchen like this tiny little window over the sink and I, I also locked didn't it remember that yeah no I I have a weird pristine memory for a lot of random shit but uh, <laughs> yeah that was I remember you explaining to me that concert yeah, yeah weird memory uh, were there any other concerts or big ones or was that it. No, I think those were the big ones, but I'm surprised I haven't been a more honestly. It's been a fucking like the the peak of my life is just going to oh, see live concerts. There was another one that I went to. I went to I went to Toronto with my girlfriend to see Twenty One Pilots. That's right, yeah. I forgot about that. That was a fun show. They were fun to see live, but I felt so out of place. It was like an audience of twelve year old girls, and I was just <laughs> like, there was my girlfriend at like like nineteen. I was just like, oh, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I knew they had, like, a bit more of a juvenile audience, but I didn't expect <laughs> yeah, that much. Yeah, it was all, like, 12-year-old girls. I was just like, oh, this is a weird audience. Not quite what I expected, but I should have known better. notoriously unedgy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, those are the uh, shows I've been to. What is there any kind of dream shows you really want to go see of bands that are still around and, and you might be able to see kind of thing? Um, One that I, like, missed out on, but probably, like, back in like 2020 that I so wish I would have gone to was Days and Days. They're another uh, folk punk band uh, that's still going today. I I wanted to go to their show, but I like, I didn't buy tickets. I bailed last minute. But I don't know why I did it. I should have. Damn, like I was sucks. just kind of nervous Regrets. to go, I guess. I was really anxious. Right. And yeah, I didn't go. And oh, that's one of my biggest regrets. Man, that fucking sucks when like you can't get to a show or for some reason. I, I had I had tickets to a, a Three Days Grace show once and there was a snowstorm and I had a big school thing the next day. So like I ended up not going and I was like, fuck, that fucking sucks. 
It's super shitty. And actually, right before the the old COVID nineteen hit, we uh, I planned to go visit you in Vancouver, and we were gonna go see an Ozzy Osbourne show. Yeah, <laughs> one of his like final shows since the fuckers got Parkinson's now. God bless. Fuck God at the same time, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would have loved to see that Ozzy Osbourne concert for sure. That would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. My dad actually, and this is why I'm surprised I haven't gone to more concerts because my dad's like a professional rigger and he sets up concerts like all over North America. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's done shows in caves in Mexico. It's oh amazing. The, the territories here in Canada, he does them literally everywhere. I would love that job, yeah. Though I will say he's part of the Nashville country pro- problem because mm. he's, his business is located in Nashville. Fuck. <laughs> Nukem. Yeah. <laughs> Nukem. Uh, any other live dream concerts? Oh, I definitely want to see Les Claypool or Primus do a concert sometime. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to see him. Um, I don't know if there's too many else because, again, most of the artists I really like are either dead or not performing. <laughs> that really sucks. Yeah, that does suck in the old folk punk genre. Yeah. <laughs> there's too much heroin going around. It's like the 80s again. Or the 70s, I don't know. Every time, everywhere in Rockstar history. Yeah. Well, goddamn. We uh, we want to in someday incorporate your eclectic and very different music tastes into our, our, our projects for sure. We'd love to have you on some sort of um, song or EP or anything in the future. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to uh, put some of my shitty music taste into your music. <laughs> I mean, uh, any sort of fresh perspective, right? you have so much knowledge and information on this genre that is like, neither of us have any information on. So I think it'd be great to have your kind of perspective on the music and, and see where that would take us. Yeah, I mean, I'm a shitty player, but that's perfect for folk punk. And that <laughs> is great for us because none of us are really that great. So, <laughs> you fit right in. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll just kind of cruise out of here then. Yeah. If that's is there anything else you want to talk music wise, or I is don't that? Think so I think I covered most of my music history and taste. Yeah, we got pretty much pretty much everything. I don't. Know, we, there might be some more juicy bits and details we can do on another old podcast. I feel like y'all know more than more than my mom knows about me now. So, uh. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> how often do you talk to your mom, Ryan? Maybe you should talk to your my I, mom more. I, I, I'm staying at her house right now, but. I try to talk least I can. I try to talk <laughs> least I can. Oh, dear God. That's too funny. Oh, man. Well, uh, thanks so much for being a guest on our podcast. It's so great to see you and have you back here. Thanks for having me. It's been a good time. Yeah, always good to have another guest. And uh, always good to have a friend as a guest. Yeah, it's um, it's always a good time with the old Goach. And, and what a perfect nickname. Yeah. Goach Gooch. Goach or Gooch. Yeah, I've had the worst nicknames. <laughs> that, that stuck around, what, junior high? Um, yeah, like later, uh, when the anti-Semitic ones went away. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense because I'm not Jewish. Oh my god, that's right. You had so many Jewish nicknames. I think I, I've... I'm the person who's faced the most anti-Semitism without being even remotely Jewish. <laughs> that's so true. That's... Wow. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's junior high... That's a whole other world. Well, it's so yeah. f- it's so funny because I have like four to five different friends, and then like nine other people I know that all have the name fucking Ryan, yeah. and two people in the room right now have this fucking same name. Yeah, and we gotta develop nicknames. We had to develop nicknames to get through the childhood. It, yeah. it, it, mine, mine was just my last name. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I also use home muffin. That's an old one. Home muffin. Yeah, I like home muffin. That's yeah. what I usually refer to you as to to my partner. Oh yeah, <laughs> that comes from her, isn't it? Um, I thought I thought she started that. Like, probably. It definitely sounds like it was like because and and I have a vague memory of her calling me that. Yeah, past. yeah, it's something to do with that. If if anybody were to be a home muffin, it would be you. Ryan. Thank you. I think you make a beautiful home muffin. <laughs> yeah, I do not remember the context of it at all, but yeah, it stuck around. That is that is a very nice name. Um, well, shit. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. We have um, no real plugs to guess right now. Uh, not right now. Um, we'll, we'll have 
our band stuff on Spotify and Bandcamp, maybe, and Spotify and all that. And then about Spotify. Did whatever. you mention the Spotify? Uh-huh. Also, kill Spotify. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Farewell, friends. And uh, be nice to your mom.